Welcome back to the Wobble Fegadu podcast. I am Olujimi, and I'm joined by Mr. Francis. Football expert extraordinaire, a.k.a. El Maestro. A.k.a. the only guy who said Ole wasn't going to make it to Crystal Palace. <laughs> Anyways, um, if we sound a little bit like happy, it's because, as oh. everyone knows, it's a celebration. Um, it's a Ole celebration. Ole has been let go, has been relieved of his duties. Let me put it that way. Or was it like a mutually pa- mutual <laughs> passing away, a mutual <laughs> agreement? You know, he's been relieved of his duties as a manager of Manchester United. And I think what the club statement said was in the interim, um, Michael Carrick and Philem and Co are going to continue to run oh, the Dan team. Until is, I believe is also part of. Is going gonna, to be part of. Yeah. The, yeah. Until they find like a, an interim manager for the end of the season. So, in extension, I know. Club FC. End, end of an era ish, you know. How's everyone and, feeling, though? Francis, how are you feeling? I've got a bowl of red wine at 11 a.m. Celebrating. <laughs> this is it. This, See, is this feels like the kind of day that you play. Remember that song that we used to play on that more? Woke up this morning, feeling fine. I think I'm, it's, it's, it's partial happiness. I think it's just the happiness that yeah. they've, they've let him go. You know, it's just that feeling for the day. But then it's like the next step, like how long is this feeling going to last? It's mm. because they've already mentioned these interim guys, Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick can win three games now and it's not beyond United to give him a six-year contract just because he won five league titles and whatnot. So, is it, um, my, my, my excitement is cautious, but I'm going to finish this bottle of red wine today. And uh, we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I, I, think, I think my feelings is a little bit uh, tougher just because, like I, we talked about, um, Carrick and Core in the club. So um, Ole wasn't a tactician. He said it himself. So the people who are actually doing the, the training and telling the players what to do are still there in the interim. So maybe mm-hmm. until those guys... Or let go for for good, then maybe I can feel like much much relaxed about this. But until then, um, we're happy ish <laughs> that is gone. At least I don't get to see his face after, at the end of defeats. <laughs> yeah, Ole was uh, he was he was meant to come in, put put smiles on our faces, and just dip. I don't know how we ended up here three years later. You know, we're talking. Oh, we about know how we ended up this. here. It's the same way. It's the same way where they could have fired this guy during international break. Uh-huh. had time to like actually make plans but you know in united fashion we're just winging shit i'm sure they wanted to but feggy was probably the one like maybe trying to save him but Fe- i'm sure yesterday feggy was in the boardroom swinging at everyone i'm missing because yo the boy's gone is what it is. <laughs> yo you really think feggy wanted him to stay of course i don't think feggy wanted Larry, him do you think stay. so i don't think yeah like like why would you like so. he's not but well, Jimmy, why do, why do you think Feggy didn't want him to stay? Because that would mean like Feggy like is he's signing off for medi- mediocrity. Because he's not good. Why does he want him to stay? <laughs> if Feggy is is the same Feggy that was ruthless, why would he want someone who's not? Yeah, Feggy is almost eighty. <laughs> and then, that <laughs> guy, that guy is done. <laughs> he doesn't know what success is anymore. It's just talking about <laughs> friendships and love and family. And being together till he till he gets away from his world, Peggy doesn't know how United or before anymore. He wanted him to stay. Yesterday he was swinging punches in the dressing room. <laughs> no, he didn't touch one person. As by your sources. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Fabrizio, Fabrizio is probably gonna say it on Twitch in the next two days because that's how he rules. <laughs> Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Yeah. Yeah. El Maestro, what have we heard from you? How do you feel about this? <laughs> because I'm in the same time zone as like England now, right? I didn't actually wake up to the news. Like, when by the time I woke up, they, they, he hadn't been fired yet. So you go through all the news that's coming out, and there's never been more information about what's going on with United, right? Like, there was information today, for example, that the players had gone to had gone to the hierarchy and said, yo, these coaches are not really doing anything. And the, and the hierarchy, Ed, had gone to 
Ole and suggested that they can bring in higher level coaches, more experienced coaches to assist him, to help him. And mm. Ole said no, that he feels like the people that he has are world class. And a lot of Whoa. the players complained about, yeah, like a lot of players complained about the, the training tactics that, you know, the, like even they were talking about the stuff that they wrote on the board, you know, keep it simple, have pride in your work. Like, where, where do you think you are? <laughs> you know, things like that. Like where players would talk to Ronaldo and talk to Cavani about how to play. Like tactically, those were the people that ended up being their coaches. Imagine that. So yeah, looking at this, I was like, I think if the players had their way, they would have kept Oli and gotten rid of the coaches themselves, right? Because uh... part of what you realize with Oli is that he didn't run, you know, he didn't he didn't run his 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 period in United in a way that was conducive to competition. You know, he wasn't confrontational at all. Even yeah. when he would talk to players about, you know, like someone some, some like, say, Van der Beek, those guys don't understand why they are not getting more <laughs> reps. It's not like he's not talking to them. He's still talking to them. He's just not playing them at all. You know what I mean? Like, by he, And he's also not telling them why they're not playing. You know, but he's not cutting them out. Like, Marshall. Like, so, ultimately, he didn't have a backbone. And he wasn't good enough. And where he could have made better decisions that would have helped him, he didn't. And by the end, what can you change? You know, I, we'll talk about the Watford, um, the Watford performance. But I'm excited, man. It's three years too late, as far as I'm concerned. I feel no sadness for the man. Good riddance. Today I woke up, and it was a mix of joy and violence. Let's not forget the people that are only in in all of this because you people are as complacent as only in this. You can blame Glazers, you can blame Ole. <coughs> Gary Neville. You guys, yes, people like Gary Neville, but I'm talking about even just regular fans. People that were very okay with mediocrity and allowed themselves to begin to accept less and less as part of the standard of what it is to be united. There is absolutely no club in the world that is as big as United, that does not demand more from its board, from its coaches. If Madrid or Barcelona was doing any of the rubbish, look at Kuman. Like, who are the pundits that are defending Kuman? Who are the fans that are shouting Kuman in? None of that stuff happens anywhere else. So why is it acceptable in, 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 in United? Three years ago, when Ole got this job, we already started seeing then that this man does not have the qualifications. Forget about performance. Just qualifications. Just CV. He does not have the CV to be in this position. And he's not like a Javi that hasn't, that hasn't had enough experience. He has actually had enough experience for us to be able to gauge where his level is at. He had taken Cardiff into the championship. He had gone back to Molda and was, you know, doing reasonably well in Norway. But there was nothing spectacular about this man. And so everybody that kept defending him, give him time, do this, do that. For me, they are part of the problem because you can talk about all the things that he did. He got rid of some of the players. He brought the players. He gave them a bounce. He put an arm around them. All those things are still the same reason why we find ourselves in the same position that we find ourselves Today, in our last seven games, we've lost five games. None of our performances have been good. We have not been consistent at any point in time. And there's still some fans that were shouting only in up until Liverpool game. So you guys, I'm looking at you two today and saying you are part of the problem. It's not just only. No, I think you make a very good point. Because even with Barcelona, we all know that Barcelona is having money troubles. But there was like, fuck it, man. Coman is not the man for the job. And they still fired him. And Can you imagine you talk- only surviving in Madrid for more than half a season or in Chelsea? <laughs> like, it, it cannot happen. And for us, somehow, we are, we are the ones that will stick with you like glue till the end. Like, for what? No. No. Yeah. No, no. Those are all great points. Anything else we want to talk about, Social? Because I feel like I'm, I'm done with this, man. 
the only thing left is just for the coaching staff to be to be done to be gone to, and then we can move on to whatever it is that we have in our future. Uh, yeah. Silence, uh, everyone. No, Francis, do you have anything? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just. Do you? I guess bef- before we we, we get into in, before we talk about uh, Watford. The dreadful performance against Watford. Do you, let's just quickly touch on where we see. Like, who do you, do you guys think we're going to get as an interim? And I guess to follow that, like, who do do you see us getting as a permanent manager going forward? Do you wanna? Do you have any ideas, Francis, or any names I've been been thrown out there for interim? For for, for an interim manager. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's only possibly one interim manager that comes to mind right now. As uh, it's probably the Ralph guy from Germany. Um, and oh, shock you. Huh? <laughs> shock you. Oh, no, no. Uh, there's, there's the Laurent Blanc. The, Laurent Blanc is to me yeah. the favorite. Yeah. He seems no, no, like you, the perfect you know, United move. My, no, my, you're asking for my preference, right? I thought that was a question. Yeah, yeah. Like, who do you, who do you, the, like, I guess my yeah. question was, who do you see us actually getting? And then you can talk about if this is who you want to, if you want to add to that. Who do I see us getting? Um, yeah. Ah, to be honest, I don't know, man. I feel like United do not have a plan. And um, we just came off the international break two weeks ago, and that was probably the perfect time to figure things out. But then if that's what happens when you're, you're working with a manager on a game-to-game basis. You don't, you don't have any, any plan. You have like a two-week window where you guys could have sat down and figured things out, but you didn't do anything. And then Watford gave United a pump in. And all of a sudden, you're panicking. You're looking for where to go, but there's no one, there's really no one out there, right? So this just tells me now that United never really thought of firing or in, only in the first place. Because if, as of today, you fired him. If you were thinking of it, you'd have a short list of people that you've contacted. And which, I mean, United news never goes on head of. You, you would be seeing United <laughs> have spoken to this guy or this guy or this guy and is very close or whatnot. But that's, that's really not the case. Um, even if you don't, even if you don't um, formalize your interest, what is it? Because part of what I read from some of those United journalists, I think it was Samuel Lockhurst or one of the other guys that said, what he's hearing is that the interim manager search begins today. And it's <laughs> like, maybe when we lost 5-0 to Liverpool, you could have said you were not ready then. The shock was, was jarring. Okay. That was, what, three weeks ago, a month ago. So since then, we've lost to Man City. We've drawn with Atalanta. Then we had an international break. And in that time, you guys could not even come up with a list, reach out to agents and say, how are you feeling? Now I'm hearing something about Lopotegi. Lopotegi. I don't think uh, these guys will butcher this one as badly as they butchered the only one. Let me start there. But I also, and I, and I think the fact that they are going to go with an interim manager, to me, actually speaks to having a little bit of common sense. Um, as far as like who I think they will go for, it's one of two people that I think. One is either Laurent Blanc, who I think is probably more likely just the way that United do the trash that they do. The only thing that doesn't work on Lauren Block's side is that he's not a United legend, right? <laughs> but they, they would be looking for one of those anywhere <laughs> they can find them right now. So, <laughs> Mark Hughes, don't keep your phone off. Where I, I would say... We, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it really in uh, Derby County? Derby County, oh. yeah. But but I, I think the two people that I would say are, are, are Ralph Ragnick. Sorry about that. We had some audio difficulties. Um, El Maestro, do you want to continue what you were saying? Yeah, so, you know, I think in terms of the approach that we are going with, where we're going with an interim manager... It will, I think in the, in the long run, it will help us because it will get to the summer and we'll be able to, you know, we'll have a larger pool of people to select from. But picking one of the three people or picking one of the people that I think we'll, we'll end up going with, 
Francis already talked about Laurent Blanc. He seems like the perfect United guy, aside from the fact that he's not actually a legend. Um, Ralph, apparently, based on what the journalists have said, somebody was, some, a few people have reported that he has reached out to United to say that he would be interested in working with United on an interim basis, so taking the position on an interim basis. And then I think the third option is Michael Carrick and Darren Fletcher. Right, we can't, we can't, um, <laughs> we can't. I really, I really, I really hope not. But the only thing yeah, is United, the same way United has done I, crazier, crazier things. Thing. The, the, the only thing that I think is on our side is ultimately, like you guys pointed out, those are the same people that we're having that we're holding the coaching sessions. Those are the the training sessions. So, if the players were not getting anything from them before, they're not getting anything from them going forward. In fact, I would say that like I don't expect a change in the performance coming up. I don't see a new bounce, a new pep in their step or anything. I think we're going to Villarreal and we're going to lose again because it's the same people that were there before that are there now. And so, you know, the difference is obviously Ole is gone. These guys don't have any kind of foothold. Like you look at the backroom staff, Carrick, Phelan, uh, McKenna, none of these guys are going to inspire anybody, you know, into any kind of change or anything like that. So I don't see them doing a good enough job on in any way to be able to justify keeping them in the role till the end of the season. No, that, hmm. that, that's fair. This fair this Ralph guy I actually heard that um, he actually wants a more a more permanent job, like. He doesn't want a, a six-month interim kind of distance. And when yeah. when they fired Frank Lampard, Chelsea actually mm-hmm. reached out to him, and he yeah. told them the same thing that he wanted something longer. So that might yeah. that might play against us. But I, I, man, I, I one thing that's, that kind of sounds good is um, you know if United you know looking for an interim manager tells me that you know they are not trying to rush this one. But I can't yeah. trust United for shit, man. I can't trust them for anything these guys are for the for the biggest brand or or footballing in the club in 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 the in the world on a global scale they have like the dumbest people running them i don't know if it's too big for them or it's crazy the the club needs cleansing it's it's it's, it's mad but a part of me kind of feels like if united gets a, a like a manager right now it would help the team in the long run. Like, not an interim manager, like a full-time manager. Like, a good full-time manager right now. It would help them in the long run. They would progress till the end of the season, and then the manager, you know, has a plan of what he wants to do going into next season. Um, I disagree only because who is that manager? But let's... We keep talking about who's that manager, but um, Brendan Rodgers left Celtic mid, like, middle of the season. Um, I don't... Mm-hmm. Pochett, there, there are many managers that have left their clubs in the middle of the season and gone to if another. If you are Brendan another... Rodgers, are you leaving Leicester right now to come to United? That's, if that's, you are right. That's this United, no. This because current United are, as an industry, no. Yeah, that, but that's my point. It's like, because if you are Brendan Rodgers, one, you don't get an off-season to even implement your, your style or whatever it is that you want to do. You are coming in, we are going to have eight games, or, sorry, nine games in the month of December. That is greater than one every week, uh, greater than two every week. So you don't even yeah. have time. And then people are going to start judging you quickly. If you come in now, nobody is going to give you the benefit of doubt of like, you know, um, let's give him more time. It's like this part of, your, of the season you will still be judged on. So if I'm a top-level manager, seeing the mess that has already happened in United, I don't want to come in halfway through the season. I want an off-season, right? I, I think the difference between now and before is that if you look at the money that was spent while Oli was in charge, it was more than any other club. More than any other club. He got more money. He got backed. And then the squad that we have is better than the squad that met as well. So I think there's an attraction to the type of players that we have. There's, a, there's also an attraction to the fact that at least United will spend. They might not give you everything that you need right away, but we spent 18 million on Harry, Harry Maguire. 
We spent 70 million on on um, Sancho, X amount of Varane, on Ronaldo. So, and we had Ole as the manager. So if you are Ralph, and, and Francis, the stuff that you said in the article that I read, they also quoted that, that when Chelsea came to him, he said no. But that now he's offering himself. And Ralph and Ed apparently have a relationship from when Ed had interviewed him a few seasons before, and Ed was very impressed with him. That's how his name even came up in general. Because before now, I'd never really, I'd seen the name, but never really paid attention to it. And as soon as Ole started struggling, his name was everywhere, right? And it was because they said, like, Ed had been impressed with him at some point. That's why I think there's a good chance that we actually end up getting him, as long as his stance isn't all or nothing. Because for RB Leipzig, he started out as a coach, but he ended up as their technical director. So a lot of those people that ended up getting signed, he said, actually, that he signed Sadio Mane, he signed Firmino, you know, like a lot of those RB Leipzig people, Keita, like a lot of those people ended up being him. Like you look at that team, maybe not so much now. So he's had like a huge influence. That's why even though he is not known for winning things, he's known for the style that he's brought and he's known for the players that he's identified for those clubs. And so I think... If United tells him, okay, we'll offer you a technical director role, be the interim manager, we'll offer you a technical director role, I don't know if they will. I think he would definitely jump on that. I don't know if they, if he would just take an interim role and then at the end of the season, see you later, right? But I think the job is a very attractive job. I just think the pressure that comes with the job is such that the biggest coaches in the world, if he has a Dan, if you are Pochettino, if you are Rogers, if you are um, Ten Hag, or what's his name from Ajax, I don't see why you would want to jump into the situation now when you already have a stable situation wherever it is that you're at. Luis Enrique as well, right? So that's 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 why I think I prefer the interim manager because whoever ends up getting the job can work. This season is done for me. It's a write-off. The best we can hope for is Champions League. You know, I know I was the one that said we would accomplish big things. And um, <laughs> the Maestro guarantee is still as solid as it's always been. You know, the season starts now. Yeah, but, but, but you know, I, I also think it's probably better for us to wait till the summer where we have more options. And then in terms of even getting these people out, we are not as desperate and we can we have enough time to, to make an informed decision. Let's let's wrap this topic up with this quick question for everybody. So, who would be your pick for your for the permanent manager for United? Francis, you want to go first? Whoa. Uh, actually, Jimmy, you, you go first and then we'll, we'll just go. Yeah, my pick would be Eric Ten Hag if we can, if we can get him. That'll be my pick. Yeah, my pick would be um, Luis Enrique. Ooh. Ah. Okay. If, no, my uh, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I like, I haven't thought that far from being honest. Like, I just want to enjoy this guy's firing. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know. Everybody has question marks. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. Like, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't have anybody in mind right now. What do you guys think of Zidane? Uh, I don't know. I don't think the reason why I'm like, I don't know is because I don't know. And <laughs> my, my, I think my, Zidane, I, I, go, ahead. go first. I was going to say, I think um, Zidane is like, uh, he's an upgrade from Ole, but his philosophy is also kind of like Ole, like, you know, like he's more of a player, like manager than an actual, well, from that's what I think. I might be wrong. Maybe he's actually doing some things, implementing some things that, that I haven't really paid attention to. So that's my point. Like, if he comes, that means we have to get like a like a very, very good coaching staff, right? So he yeah, can I'm do the sure. managing. But I'm, I'm sure, sure he has a, he's had a good... Oh, sorry, Francis, you go. No, no, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I'm sure he has a good coaching staff. I mean, they won three Champions Leagues. They won. Yeah, it's not currently... They won yeah, league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, the team is... they had also is not... Is, 
like our team, I don't think our team, the way as presently constructed, is mm-hmm. as good as what he had in Madrid, right? Yeah, sure. But I mean, the other managers that came at Madrid didn't do what he did. So yeah, I, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for what he has done. But my own thing with him is to be in a, Madrid. I don't. Their style is similar to is something you see at United, where it's not consistent. It's not the same in each game. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. I don't know if I want to go through that anymore. I feel yeah. like you would the play individually, the players need to be ex- very, very good to be able to adapt to that on a on a game to game basis. United, yeah. the players, the midfielders, for example, are not they're not Cruz, they're not Modric, there's no Casemiro, they don't have Sergio Ramos, you know, that kind of thing, right? So if we're going on that variance each day, it might it, it might be the same thing that we witness all over again. Number two, the guy can't really speak English, man. Um, when when he learns that one, he can he can probably come back. But I, right now, I just want United to have a pattern, like a style of play. I keep talking about this. Like when you wake these guys up in the morning, I want them to know that this is what we're going to do in this game. Don't tailor your game to you know to destroy the opponent based on their own strengths or whatnot. Like you play two midfielders because they have an extra midfielder, or you play two wingers because they. Like, play your own game, man. Let these guys worry about you. And that's what I want. Zidane, he did well at Madrid, but I, I, I don't know if his style is, is the best fit for United. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think that's why... Sorry, go, go first. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say that's why I was going with someone like um, Ten Hang, just because I feel like mm-hmm. he has like an actual system that he can implement. Because I, me too, I'm with Francis. I don't want to be doing dilly dally and like every day we don't know which formation we are. We don't know who plays up front or who plays mid. Like, I, I'm tired of that. Like, yeah, I, I, doing that. The downside to that is if with these kind of guys now, for example, you get that Zidane will probably get his own kind of mode of players or whatever, right? And then if for some reason he gets fired, the new coach will come again and want to start all over. Yeah. But if you, you guys are, you are consistent on your style and what you want to do as a footballing club. Look at Bayern Munich, for example. They would remove the coach today, bring another coach, and they will play in almost the same way. One or two things might change, but you can still, you can close your eyes and, and, and hear these guys moving or tapping the ball and know the team that is playing. And I feel like Man City is going to do the same when Pep leaves. If we don't get that ten high guy in summer, that guy is probably lined up to go to Man City. And, and Chelsea now they've adopted, you know, a, a same similar model. They would remove the coach, but the players would fit almost every coaching style's gameplay. You know what I mean? So if as Zidane right now, if we're getting him, uh, I don't know, man. I think him, him, on the surface it might look good, but long run, I think we'll have our issues again, man. Yeah, I yep. agree. Okay, um, let's move on to the game that happened yesterday with Robin at the hands of um, Watford. The game ended Watford 4, United 1, and um, it could have been more in the first half if Watford had taken their chances. And I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I didn't see that coming because I think I was the only one who predicted a win among three of us. I think Larry said 2-0 and Francis had said 2-2, but... I didn't. I, I know we're playing bad, but I just didn't think Watford was going to run us like this, man. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the, the game was. Uh, the game could have been like three nil in the first ten minutes, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and the, the bad thing about it is, in the first, the first half is probably the the worst performance I've seen from a team in the EPL this season. Like United could not pull or string three passes together. They'll get the Worse ball. Worse than and, City. Uh, it, 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 City was not even... City, you could tell that the other team really outplayed you. Like, they had the ball the most. United were making individual mistakes. Right? He, he, City did not give United the chance to even play. This That's one, true. United gets the ball. They don't know what to do. You know, um, um, McTominay... McTominay just, just recovered from a, vir- a virus or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And the guy was thrown yeah. in. And then first half, you're removing him. Marcus Rashford, the same thing. First half, you're removing him. Like, so what was your initial plan? That these guys will score as many goals as possible and then you can rest them? Or what? Or are you thinking ahead? 
when you're you, you are already getting fired, you're thinking of the Villarreal game. Man, come off that. You talked about how Van der Beek had played extremely well in training throughout the week or the two weeks, and all of a sudden he doesn't start. And then who are you running to when you have a problem? Van der Beek. So what's your, what's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. The first half, United could not do anything. Maguire, Maguire, we keep talking about Maguire every day. And then you can't bench him. If Bailly has had the series of nonchalant performances that, Bailly, that, that, that Maguire has had throughout this, this season, Bailly will be nowhere near the second team. Like if Bailly had one been... of these games, he, wouldn't, he would have been dropped with the quickness. He would have been yanked at half time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, Maguire, Maguire, closing your... Open your fucking ears, man. You're closing your ears. Uh, no noise to the bullshit. You're he was copying his card. ears, yeah. You're getting a red card. And, uh, and you're literally in your first game back. In the your red card very is, is so dumb. Back. Where are you pushing the ball to? You're, try, you're, you're a very slow guy. You're trying to outpace somebody by pushing the ball in front of him. So it's just dumb, dumb. I'll give credit to a few players, though. Sancho, I, I, I liked what I second said half. in the second half. Yeah, second yeah. half, yeah, Sancho. Yeah, yeah. impressing. Credit to Van der Beek. It's just the way the story story goes, man. You know, you haven't played all season, and then who scores the final, the last goal on that Ole's yep. regime that before he gets fired, Van der Beek. You can't make this up. And then no, you can't. Sancho yeah. on the right hand side, I thought were phenomenal in the second give half. Give me, yeah. I give you. No long talk, touch and go. <laughs> We're moving, you know. And, and he was Ronaldo putting the boy in there. spaces, like you know, he was putting the boy in spaces, not even like passing directly to them. He's like, okay, I want you to run there, so that's why I'm going to put the ball. Yes, and then, him and Sancho did that a couple of times. And the thing with this, the thing with this is, if you're playing with someone that is on your wavelength, you actually play better. Like Sancho did not automatically just play better in the second half just because, but it's because of the influence of Van der Beek in the game. Van der Beek was putting the balls. In, in, in places where, you know, Sancho could create or do something. And then Van der Beek was actually taking people away from their positions by, you know, entering spaces. That's why he was in that place where he scored the goal. But once you enter those spaces, you know, defenders don't really know who to mark. And then it's creating a space for someone else. But meanwhile, you're still doing your job defensively or in the midfield or whatever you're supposed to do. So, ah, man, football is, is common sense, man. It's not all macho, you know, determination, courage. Man, we're not in the army. Like, what are you doing? And I think that's been the problem. But you see, when your coach doesn't understand tactics himself, he can't teach you anything, you know? Ultimately, a lot of these players, they might not be the most experienced players, but they want somebody, they want somebody that they respect. Part of why players love Pep or love Klopp is that they are going to make you better. The little details, they can tell you, this is why I want you to play this way because this is how it changes X, Y, Z for you, right? And so some of these players have to figure that stuff out on their own, see it on the pitch. Like, I think the biggest indictment of Ole is that these two players, Sancho and Van der Beek, are players that he would not have started. We know that yep. if Greenwood didn't have COVID, Greenwood would have been bent. If you watch that game, at the very start of the game, before the game started, you see Ronaldo pulls him to the side and they are in conversations for what appears like in the pregame. They show them in conversations for a while. And you can see Ronaldo pointing to different positions. But then when you see the gameplay and you see um, DVB providing those assists, you can see that Sancho doesn't waste time. Where those crosses nope. are coming from are not like, oh, I need to run and beat somebody. It's like if he gets it even far, he can put it over the first defender and into an area that is and those were a lot of the ways that Ronaldo ended up getting those his chances, right? Or you see some of the passes that, that they had for, for Rashford as well. So I think there's so much talent on this team that has not been shaped to what their strengths are, right? Like, to it's get like the best out of said, them. To get the best out of them. Like, we just play a mishmash of styles, what does Green? What is Greenwood style when we play versus Sancho style? It's like we bought Sancho, and again, the reason why I highlighted Sancho is because you've been chasing Sancho for two years, then you get him, and you have no idea what to do with him. What was your plan for the two years that you were chasing him? That you bring him in, and it would just be vibes, and because he's one of the boys, 
they will all have synergy and they will figure it out together. Or like Van der Beek is on the bench and he cannot get a game to save his life. And then when not even that get... like over over Scott. <laughs> like, I think that's the most like over Scott over Fred. Like, and you're looking at them performing, you're like, really? Like Van der Beek must be really doing bad in training. <laughs> that is the best midfield performance we've seen all season. And he did it in 45. Or and from who? I'm not saying from Van der Beek. You mean in, in he, as as an overall? Are you in comparison to yeah, other for United? United. Yeah, ah, no, for United. No, no, no. Remember Pogba against Leeds. Oh, sorry, the I forgot about Pogba. Uh, I, forgot, yeah. I forgot our midfield yeah, is not that, just yeah. um, La Bella. Fred, Fred and Scott. Fred and Scott. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's like, and it's like everybody has been talking about how do Fred and Scott keep playing. So if you're playing that dressing room, if you're Diego Dalo. There was that somebody else that I, I read the report about today saying, like, Diogo is saying there that, like, yeah, maybe I'm not, like, everything that you need me to be. Like, I have my deficiencies. But am I really worse than Wambasaka? I can't get any minutes. Wambasaka's fame to glory was that he was an excellent defender. I can't even say that about him anymore. And then attacking, he gives you nothing. So why, 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 why can't Diogo Dalo play? Because he went up against Dan Juma that's going to get a big move at the end of the season. And Dan Juma schooled him. Dan Juma will school half of the people that... In La Liga, Dan Juma is schooling people today. So, like, to me, it's like... We talked about Harry Maguire. Like, again, there's no consequence for bad performances. And that's where the standard needs to be kept and met. So, when you guys were talking, when we were talking about the Watford game, I told you guys, we're losing this game, there's no chance. Because it wasn't about tactics. It was just when you... And if that's that, what the first half was about, it's like just effort, right? Just like actual effort in terms of we don't have that and we're so easy to play against. That's why teams have figured us out. Watford is going to lose to somebody 3-0 next week. Have you noticed that everybody we lose to loses to somebody the next week? Aston Villa, they beat us and then they went on a 5 lost, yeah. streak. Leicester beat us, lost fired. to Arsenal the next week. Liverpool beat us, lost to somebody else the next week. Maybe Man City. Actually, Man City might have even have lost the next week. What am I? So like, yeah, they lost Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, we are the ones. Like when people play us, we are easy to play against. There is a formula against us now. So I just looked at it like, are you, are you, are you calling us? Are you calling us snacks? We are the snacks now. Man. Claudio Ranieri will organize his team in a way. Like, you know where I knew that that first half was was not going to go in our favor? It was a number of things, right? You think of, there was a foul in the first. It wasn't really a foul. Bruno. Bruno had the opportunity to start a fast break. Somebody fouled him in court. He fell, started holding his leg or his face. And they replayed it. And I thought to myself, bro, what kind of mindset do you have where you have a four on three, and but you rather you go chose, down. You, yes, you chose to go down, and I thought to myself, "Oh, you are not ready now. You are not ready." Like think about that. Like, in what world would you have an opportunity to do that, and you want to hold back the ball in a game that you've been under pressure from the very beginning? But like, that was all over the game. Like, look at what Harry Maguire did. He gets his second red card. Throws the United captaincy, the captain uh, armband, throws it away, walks to the dugout, and your coach is, is holding you, telling you, oh, it's okay, shaking your hand. Are you mad? Wait, I didn't even see him. He threw the handband away. He threw the handband away. You start walking him and you're consoling somebody that got two, red, two yellow cards in seven minutes. Like, you are the captain. In what world are they consoling you for that type of terrible performance? Like, you were terrible before the red card. Then you get the red card. And your manager... So, where is the standard? Who is holding you accountable? Before you go out, the man can't wait to tell you how sorry he is on your behalf. For what? Yeah, you, yeah the United captain. And it's, it's... Again, you see it everywhere. Like, think about every time that Ronaldo has to come out of the game. Sosha will run to go and meet him. Uh-uh-uh. Start explaining. Baba... No, what like for what, <laughs> bro? 
oh, you're too concerned about being loved and liked by the people that... And you know, I've been saying this for a while. Like, I, I always used to tell you guys previously with Greenwood, that's why Greenwood was always the first to get yanked. Because it's the people that he doesn't really like, the people that are not big in his eyes. If you're if you Greenwood and you're a young guy, okay, he can take you out. DVB that he doesn't really like, he can, he can bench you. Bailly that he doesn't really talk to, he can bench you. But all those other guys, he'll keep making excuses for them. Like your captain got a red card in a game that got you fired and you're there telling him it's okay, sympathizing with him. Who else is sympathizing with him? Like, if you are not the one setting the example, who else is going to set it? So, I just thought there were too many, like he had lost, the standards weren't being met, and too many of these players had become too complacent. Look at Bruno at the end of the game, going to go and tell the fans, no, 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 it's not him. Don't blame him. Blame everybody. And Mata had to come and drag that one away. The idiot. You're an idiot. If you really wanted to defend your manager, you would have done it on the pitch. You won't do it after the game and be telling everybody, don't blame the manager, blame all of us. No, we blame you too. Don't worry. But like, don't tell the fans that they can't boo at the end of the game, that they should blame. No, you do that on the pitch. That effort that you are using, you make that effort on the pitch. This same Bruno, there was a, there was a passage of play at the end of the game, close to the end of the game, when it was 2-1, if you guys remember, where somebody passed him the ball, maybe it was Ronaldo, it was Ronaldo. Ronaldo got the ball. He shot the ball like, over the... Is that the one no, I shot the ball over there? No, Ronaldo had the ball by the wing and then passed it to Bruno at the top of the box, like right in front of the box, and then Bruno took a shot. Nobody was around Bruno, and he took the shot yeah, over the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. That's okay, the one, yeah. he took the shot over the bar, yeah. Well, I'm like, yo, that's the moment you defend your coach. You are alone, you are open. Those are the kind of goals that you should score. That should at least be on target. You blast the shit to Rosie. You can't even get it on target. And then you're going to come to the end and, and start shouting at the fans. No, no, no. It's not just get the fuck out. Go and, go and put your message up that says, here we go again. Uh, together we are better. <laughs> go and do that. Don't come and talk to anybody. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of like... So ultimately, the Watford game, there were no surprises for me. And like I told you guys, Villarreal is going to be more of the same. I don't see... The only way that this changes is when we get that new interim manager. You know that if we get somebody like example the first thing he's going to do is he's going to take that captain, captain's armband off of Maguire. You have to earn your place like everybody else. He will identify one or two senior pay players that he knows he's going to play. Someone like De Gea. Okay, you're a goalkeeper. You're going to be steady. I'll put you in goal. De Gea himself, like, we can't forget that those last two goals he was at fault for. But I can't be too yeah, mad at him because post. if it was, yeah, if it was 2-1, Ole doesn't get fired. Uh-huh. I know also, but if it wasn't for him, it could have been it could have been more than four one in the first half. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But but yeah, ultimately, I just think these guys need to be held accountable. Part of why Liverpool and Man City end up being great is that if Sterling doesn't play well, he's on the bench. If 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 you know if Thiago doesn't play well, he's on the bench. Like, and it's not even fight. You know, it's they like know. if Pogba doesn't, if Pogba, hey, they know because. They are being held to a certain standard. If you are not meeting that standard, it's not personal. It's not like you can be doing gragra. You know that there's somebody behind you that is fighting for that place as well. In United, Harry Maguire can go on a stretch of games where he's terrible and nobody holds him accountable. Same thing with Scott. Same thing with Fred. Same thing with mention any player in that team. And so the other players, even if it's not right or true, they start looking to themselves like, What's the point of even doing anything in training? You like Francis said, DVB. You said he he was he's been impressing you in training, and then the whole game before that game started, all morning they kept saying, "Oh, Donny is tip to start. He's tip to start. It's time for game to start." And it's caught again. Uh, why would you be training hard? So yeah. No, uh, the, the I think the only thing for me in that game was that it wasn't a straight red for Harry Maguire because. Because he's going, he's only going to miss one game, and he's going to be back. <laughs> and anyways, uh, I'm just tired of that team. Let, let's move on to our Champions League game. Um, I think we're at top of our group right now. That's correct, right? We're at top of the group. Yes, we are yeah, going our way to yeah. We're going our way to Villarreal, and then um, like Larry said, I still see the same thing going on. 
it was if not for Ronaldo's heroics in the last game we played them at home, like they could have easily like beaten us. I remember that first half especially. So, if we're actually um, looking at the sorry, if we're looking at the numbers, Villarreal should actually it, be on top of the table. So it's just I think it's a coefficient because uh, we beat them at home. Um, so uh, that's why they're actually on top. That's are why we, are we tied for top. points. Yeah, we have the same points, but they have higher goal difference. They, I think they won more games or something. But because we beat them, we are on oh, top. Okay. Yeah, so we have. I think that game is on Tuesday, right? Yes, it's on Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, I remember on Tuesday. So, um, like I said, I don't know. How, I I know this game is going to go the same way as um, the last game went. Um, is there anything anyone wants to talk about the game? No, I know Maguire is going to play, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know when it comes to this team. I, I, I think, yeah, I think Valera will, will probably deal with United and take one away from them. Um, I don't expect United to drastically change mentally um, between yesterday and today. Um, so they, they the might even be hangover from the sack, to be honest. Yeah, the only thing I think can happen is if Carrick and Fletcher are brave enough to change the team. Right, not necessarily hold like uh, obviously we anticipate that Van der Beek is going to start. I think Sancho has to start, so I don't know what kind of um, um, fitness level Rashford is at. I don't know if he's injured, if he's fit, if he's not fit. Who's Ra- who's Rashford's backup self? Mm, Sancho <laughs> or, or, or Marshall? Marshall, okay, I, so I guess Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony yeah. that came on, I forgot Tony came on here. Yeah, he was doing those yeah, things. In the first five minutes, yeah, wow. like a little bit. Yeah, but then yeah. That After ran away that, quickly. I forgot this guy was there. Anyway, so I, I think if they're able to give some of the French players, not everybody. So I think Fred will probably start. Johnny Van der I know we'll get to our, our selections. I think that's the only thing that can that can potentially help because I think those players that haven't been playing probably feel like they might have more to prove. Uh, to be very I honest, I would, I would not be mad if we don't start Bruno Fernandes in this next game. I would oh, not be mad who at plays, all. Who plays, who, plays, who plays this role? I don't know. Like, play... Play, play, Sancho, <laughs> play Sancho in number 10. Yeah. Or don't even play number 10. Play 4-3-3. You know? I wouldn't be mad at that because I think Bruno himself, to me, he, he, not like he's not a good player. He's still a good player, all of that. That thing that he did, those messages that he keeps putting out, the talking, that shit needs to stop. And he needs a wake-up call himself because I feel like maybe he thinks he's a leader on this team. His performances haven't shown it recently. You know, I don't know if it's because Ronaldo is there now. So it's uh, he, he actually has a decent understanding with Ronaldo, but his influence on the team itself has waned because he doesn't command as much of the ball as he used to. And he cannot afford to be as sloppy as he used to in terms of getting enough of the possession where he can make as many mistakes. Yeah. I've, I've told you guys that he wants to be captain so bad. <laughs> he wants that. He wants that. He wants that so bad because that's that's the way he carries himself and that's the way he acts and that's why he feels like he can go and tell the fans, "Oh, like you're not allowed to boy, you're not allowed to do this." But anyways, uh, let's go straight to our lineup for for the Tuesday game. Um, I'll go first. I'll go Dage and go uh, Wambisaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw. I'll go Fred and Van der Beek, Bruno. Uh, Sancho, Ronaldo, uh, Rashford. I'm very iffy with Rashford because I don't know if he's is he actually injured or because I don't even know why he was yanked. I don't know. Was it half time? Yeah, yeah half time. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Rashford starting. Uh, I don't see I don't see your starting Marshall um, in this in this kind of game. So I'll, I'll go Rashford starting. Francis, wait, did you did you say uh, formation? Um, four two. Our regular four two three one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think in, in two days these guys can be creative enough to come up with something else. So watch. <laughs> I, I think you might, you might be surprised. Don't be just watch. I, I know I joked about it last week that they 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 were training three five two in training, but Social will come and pick four two three one. So maybe they will actually go to three five two. I don't know. 
for Francis. Yeah, yeah I think four two three one. Uh, the guy and go Wamsaka, Lindelof, Maguire, and Alex Telles comes in because that fucking douche they call Luke Shaw just Ooh. keeps. Getting injured yeah. every every. Oh, I forgot that. That's yeah, what yeah. the Luke, that's what the Michael Owen clip was about, and I was thinking about the same thing too. Is oh. that Shaw always waits for? Te- that's another sign that you know that the he's checked out. The black in the Man City game, he did the same thing. I think in the Liverpool game, he might have done the same thing as well. You wait till like fifteen minutes to the end, then he, something will happen. And then he will, they will take him out, and it's always with a physio. If you if you notice, mm-hmm. always with a physio, you now think, oh, maybe he won't be ready for the next game. And then next game, he's there like nothing happened. Yeah, he's going to. He's, he's, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Sure. <laughs> um. So Alex Telles in midfield, I think Matic and um, Fred and Donny Van der Beek, and then uh, up front, Bruno Fernandez. Rashford, Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo. El Maestro? Uh, I'm actually going to go with 4-3-3 for this game. I'm going to go with um, De Gea and Goal, Maguire and Bailly. Um I'm going to go with Diogo Dalo and Tellers. In midfield, I don't know if Scott is injured. Fred, DVB, um, I'll say Matic. I'll say Fred DVB and actually no, I'll say Fred DV, DVB and Bruno Fernandez. Let me not use my own personal sensibilities to judge this one. <laughs> uh, and then in attack, I will say Cavani in attack, Ronaldo and Sancho. Wait, is, is Cavani That's... injured? Yeah, I don't. I he's injured. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Then... I kind of miss Rashford Cavani. and yeah, Ronaldo Rashford and Sancho. Okay, let's go to our score line. I will go to one to Villarreal. I don't know who's going to score for them, um, but I know. Oh, Danjuma plays for them, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Danjuma is going to run things. <laughs> oh wait, you know what? Wambasaka. Wambasaka. Yeah, they're not going to beat you. They'll do that again. <laughs> That's yeah. I guess we can see Mam Bissaka is really who who he thinks he is because Danjuma is coming. Um, yeah, so maybe Danjuma to score for them, but for us, who scores for us? I'll just go Ronaldo because I don't see anyone else scoring. Um, Francis. Um, yeah, I think two one for them. For who, this Gerard Gerard Moreno, whatever his name is, that guy is going to score. Uh, the maybe Danjuma as well, and for us. Um. How about Van der Beek again? Van der Beek, second goal. That Nigerian guy that used to be in Valencia, is he still there? The evil guy is like, he, he, what's his name again? Or... In Valencia was or Villarreal? A, sorry, Villarreal. He's, he was really good. I should say um, was. Okay, uh, okay, okay, Chuku or something. Ah, something I, I, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I wonder if he's still there. I won't, maybe Dan Juma is benching him now or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, um, I'm going to go with one nil for Villarreal. I don't see us scoring, uh, so I'm going to go one nil. Oh, Chukwueze, yeah. And I'm going to go with um, yeah, Danjuma for for the goal for Villarreal. I had one question before we go. As yeah. I was thinking about the choice of like, I know Jimmy. I think you said no. Francis was the one that said Luis Enrique, and I agree yeah. with you guys about his style of play. The reason why I was thinking about Zidane, and I want to know what you guys think about this, is do you think if we had Zidane, we would attract a better quality of signing? So, I guess, like, as an example, if we had Zidane, mm. I feel like we would have gotten Kamavinga, not Madrid, right? And that's where I was thinking about it, is, like, more players would play for Zidane than almost any other manager. Not all, like... Club, those guys are already there, but any other manager that we would get will not have the same type of star power. And especially when you think of the French contingents and how many great players that they have, especially the young talents, I keep looking at it that from that perspective and thinking, I feel like Zidane would have an overwhelming impact when it comes to the quality of players that we would get. And so in the long run, it would make up for 
the lack of a style. What I, do I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree because uh, can you name one person Zidane aside? Ah, uh, a lot. Like Varane, name, for example. Zidane did not sign Varane. Zidane yeah, but he stayed. Varane. I think he stayed because no, because Zidane, Zidane. Not even he stayed. Zidane signed Varane. No, we were going to sign. Then, though, he, he he was the technical he, director. Yeah, but that's uh, as a coach. no, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Varane has actually told this story, and Ferguson himself told this story. We had an agreement with Varane. Yeah. Zidane called, and it's not. It happened twice that summer. Benzema, I, I, exactly. I think you're missing my question. As I said, yeah. as a coach for Madrid, have you? Can you name players that he has signed that he worked with? When you say worked with, what do you mean? Like no, because players, like it, mm-hmm. players. Forget him as a technical director or whatnot. Okay. Right? He had that pool to get those yeah. French players. And it was, I think it was Benzema and Baran. They chose yeah. Real Madrid over this guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, as when he started coaching Madrid, yeah. do you remember any player that Zidane signed that he actually coached? I think there were a number of... Been... Yes. So Madrid is obviously different. I think, for example, mm-hmm. the attraction of Pogba, one of the things that Pogba wanted, obviously Madrid was... A dream for him, the, the Madrid itself. But I think Zidane was a big part of that. Zidane was the person that was fighting to get him, you know, get him into the team. Some of those young guys that they signed, like Vinicius as well, like that was the sign. Again, Madrid is different because Madrid has its own pool as well, the star quality of the team itself, right? But mm-hmm. as an example, and I don't want, I'm not saying this is what I want. If we get Zidane, I think. There's a better than normal chance that Pogba resigns. That's just like one example for me. I'm not saying I don't want, I don't necessarily want Pogba to resign. I think he's he he'll go and be great somewhere else. It's not going to be here. But I guess that's part of what I'm looking at is there are not many coaches like that that I think players will play for. But that's just an aside. Jimmy, what do you think? No, I think there are two parts to this. I think you're right in terms of the allure that these players have, or like I think most of these players look up to Zidane as a legend, right? Most of these players had Zidane's posters on the walls when they were go I'm trying to say growing yeah. up. So I can I can understand that part of it, but then imp- implement how that translates into you getting them as a coach might be a little bit tricky than you might think it is, right? But I think the allure to Zidane in terms of the players is actually is there is a real thing. But I don't know how, I guess my thing is, I don't know how that would translate into like us actually signing players, is the way I look at it. I see what you mean. Yeah. I think that would only about. apply to, I think that it will mostly apply to French players. And I think the examples that you gave, you, all the players you called are, are French. Nah, even Hazard. Being... Again, Hazard, Hazard was somebody that had said he would love to, this is when Zidane was there. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a lot of these are going to end up being French. Produces a lot of the best players in the world, right? Like, I mean, if you think of who, who the best players in the world are, like Mbappe, you know, like, I don't know who we would be going after now that, let me think, like, if I look at the Spanish team, I don't know that there's anybody there that I necessarily would be dying for, or the, you know, what, I, I don't even know what team produces any kind of players that you are interested in. Most of them are going to be French. Like, if we think about, okay, we need a DM now, it's almost certainly going to be French. Like, we can go for Declan Rice. Okay, yes. So it's French or English. But France will have a... Propo- like, more, like there's Chouimini, the guy that is just coming up from Monaco. There's another guy that plays for Marseille that is making noise now. There's Kamavinga. So, again, like, a lot of the players that we'll end up going for, if you think of even wing players, they also have, like I mentioned, Mbappe, but they also have Dembele, we have one of their idiots, Marshall. They have uh, the guy in Bayern Munich. You know, so a lot of the players, like we signed Varane, but think about the centre-backs that they have, Opamecano, um, Zuma, okay, maybe not Zuma like that. Uh, um, the guy that plays for PSG that you like, uh, Kimbembe. Like, uh, Marquinhos. Again, yeah. Wait, Marquinhos is Brazilian. Is he Brazilian or no, French? No, Brazilian, Brazilian. Yeah, but yeah. they have a lot of quality in a lot of vital positions that are all over. If you want young, they have young. If you want mid, 
age, they have that too, right? Like, so that's where I'm thinking about. And maybe, like you said, it is French, but just something to consider as well. Because Brendan Rodgers, obviously, with this loss to Chelsea, people are not shouting his name this weekend. Ten Hag, I think, like you guys mentioned, for Ajax, he has a really good style. And they are top of their Champions League group. They are top of area divisie. So he must have something about himself. I just don't know that I'm... It just feels like a gamble I've seen before, but at least he has um, a style of play like we've talked about. Francis with Luis Enrique, I, I don't know. Like I don't remember if he has a style. Like What does Spain play like? I haven't watched them in a while. Is it that Guardiola style? Because is he more Ateta than Guardiola? I think he's, he's more Guardiola than okay. Ateta. I don't see any Ateta in him in any way. All right. I think, I think we'll have more time to discuss this in the coming weeks. As we've talked about, the search for interim coach continues. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Please give us a follow on socials at What Will Fergie Do on Twitter and Instagram. Also, rate and review us. Five stars only. Anything less? Keep it to yourself. You know the vibe. Let me finish this bottle of red wine before they appoint the interim <laughs> manager. All right. Thank you guys for listening.